When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host here with me today is my brother Jay who will be in every episode. Oh man, but actually I'm not here, sort of, in a sense. Whoa, does that I mean know. I have to have the entire conversation by myself? That's right, Ben, you'll have to have this week's entirely scripted conversation by yourself. I'll just be <laughs> sitting here. No, um, all I mean is that uh, we are uh, recording this episode a little bit further ahead of time than usual. Yes, and yes that, we are uh, The day this podcast is coming out, we will actually be traveling back uh, from a trip to Florida, where we are uh, hitting up Disney World for a couple of days, and then going on our first cruise ever. I know, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm so, I'm so excited. But it's, it's this. I, I always have a really unusual, uh, like, relationship with vacations, where I'm split, yeah. smack dab, right through the middle on whether or not I prefer vacations, where I know like what to expect, how to anticipate. There's like revisit the old haunts like the favorite places to eat you know it's like it's like there's the going and like so much of traveling is like going and trying like brand new experiences right. and being exposed to like new facets of the world and like you know that that whole side of the spectrum yeah but then on the flip side of things there's also like you know oh my gosh you know i can't wait to go i can't wait to go back right like i i know how i i, I know so much more how to anticipate trips i've already been on and so this is like a mixture i think of both because we're doing like some disney stuff it's a disney cruise in and of itself yes which is going to be pretty cool because i feel like that'll have like some some layer of like familiarity some familiar beats yeah, yeah but then otherwise like as we've gotten closer i feel like you know 
every time um like you know like alice has been on cruises in her life before okay and so okay I, I feel like as we've had like that what what big flex I, no. yeah, yeah, weird flex okay, okay. Alice. <laughs> um so she i feel like <laughs> my new favorite thing to do is say weird flex when it's not weird at all yeah. <laughs> like, like we were on a call last night with one of our uh with like one of our google hangouts and Do- dola who's one of our mods as well was talking about how she was like valedictorian over high school and i was just like weird flex <laughs> but, but of course it's not but it's, it's a, just it's a like completely a, like warranted flex super flex yeah, super yeah, flex to- yeah. totally makes sense yeah um yeah but so anyway so going on this trip i'm i'm i i think it's weird for me because I don't know. I don't know like what the the like costume nights if there are them. And, like I know how, there's like, like a, there's like a pirate night and Beth's brought it up. I was like, do we want to bring anything? And I'm like, I, uh, I don't. You know, do I want to bring like a pirate costume on the cruise? I guess it seems like something else I got to plan for. But then like I'm sure I'll get down there and be like, I really wish we brought some pirate stuff. That's or, exactly you know, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and and I remember this. You know, as an adult going like. Uh, similarly, I had this exact same thing when Alice and I went to Disney for the first time as a couple, which was the first time that I had gone to Disney since we went as kids. Yeah. You know, where I was in third grade. Yeah. So like nine years old, uh-huh. I believe at that time. Um, so I definitely didn't have like... <laughs> a lot of knowledge going into it about like you know do we get reservations and if so where and like which rides are most important for like the fast passes and stuff like that so you know it's you're like drinking from a fire hose so to speak where it's just like you're just taking in all of this information and and like kind of along for the ride so as much fun as that trip was i feel like each subsequent trip for me has been even more fun due to the added layer of anticipation. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm curious for you, are you, are you having any amount of this? Like, you know, first ever, first ever cruise. Um, I feel like it's like, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. I feel like it is going to be, there's like no way, or I, you know, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't say it out loud, but I feel like it's just going to be a blast. Like we're going to be there with, uh, like it's, it's like our whole family will be there. Yeah. At least like, you know, me and Beth and our kids and you and Alice and Addison. And then like, um, Beth's parents and our parents. Yes, yes. Be there. So, so lots of hands on deck. Lots of hands, literally yeah, hands yeah. on deck ha, this time because we're on a ship. Because well, we're on a cruise. That's weird. Um, I know we've been like watching a bunch of like the different like vlogs and stuff that for people have like been on the ship, and I feel like there is just going to be an endless number of things to do. Yeah, and like even if you're just like on the boat, it feels like it's going to be like just great. There's like pools everywhere. There's like clubhouses for the kids and it seems like you can just sort of like drop them off and go explore some yourself. I think it sounds like there's gonna be like food whenever you want it. You, you think that will be food? Uh, I think there's gonna be tons of food. Man. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I know that sounds food. like a dumb thing to say. Well, actually, one of the weird things I've been like sort of like looking forward to like comparing is how this lines up to our um, like Star Wars trip when we went to like the Halcyon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yep. I felt like the now defunct the Halcyon. Now defunct Halcyon. <laughs> unfortunately, but I felt like when we were on there, what like what they had like conceptualized was like, okay, 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 okay. what we're going to, we can't obviously send people to space, but what if we did like, uh, like what if we did like a cruise ship theme for star Wars, but on the ground, yes. you know, but yeah. like it's as if you're in space and also then like, you know, that we'll work some story beats into it or whatever, but like for a, 
it makes me wonder like how much were they drawing from like the Disney cruise experience to like were they trying to make the Halcyon feel like a Disney cruise but like Star Warsified yeah, or something it's a good question like it <clears throat> almost feels like like without a doubt they must have had like the cruise teams coming and consulting on right. like how to do a otherwise space cruise because for all intents and purposes like once you entered that building like you you it, I mean it was kind of like entering a ship right like, like you're you, on the boat right like you you weren't like going and like waiting at the bus stop for the bus to come and pick you up and take you to Epcot or something I was like when you entered it's like this became your life for like the next how exactly. like, you know, three days two nights three days or whatever yeah. so you're gonna be in it yeah. um, but like so in a weird way though like if if that's exactly what was happening then it's sort of like I've been on like a diet cruise or something I guess that's a good you know? point yeah and so like yeah. I'm curious like if we get on there and it's gonna be like oh I, I feel like I'll be able to like appreciate the stuff that we did on the Halcyon a lot more after I've been like on the road like oh I see what they were going for yeah or, yeah, or if people yeah. were on they were like oh yeah it's kind of like being on a cruise or maybe it's not maybe it's not even close I have no idea so I'm, I'm looking forward uh, to to even just being able to compare that we're also going to be in the parks for at least a day if that yeah. thing we're going to do like a resort day park day that yeah. should be fun and the kids are a little bit older and they've been before so maybe they can like be excited about some stuff oh because they can anticipate it because they've been there before because they've been there before oh exactly. I see, I see. Yeah. I, that, it seems like that can make a difference it does at least yeah. so, I, you know, so I hear uh, yeah absolutely yeah, right yeah <laughs> <laughs> of course of course one thing I'm also starting to um, experience here so if you've listened to the pop for a while or maybe not you will maybe Maybe remember that um, Beth and I started collecting like Pluto pins whenever we go to the park. Yes, because like yes. yeah, for so long I always like you're going to the shops and every single shop they just got all these pins everywhere and it's just like this seems so fun. Like I just want I want, but I never had any direction for it. And then we when we were there uh, with the kids last year, like we just sort of had like a serendipitous like Pluto. Central trip where like we it was like the first character we met like Nick and Nate for some reason just decided those were the stuffed animals they wanted and you know uh, we wanted we thought that was kind of fun like oh look it keeps popping up we went to go try and buy like an ornament at Disney Springs because they have like a giant ornament store we're like we should get a Pluto ornament because that's sort of the thing unbelievably zero Pluto ornaments. Why? I know. That seems so unlikely. It was so unlikely. We walked around the whole store and like what a like, gap in the market. It 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 honestly felt that way because he's like one of the sensational six. Like he's one of Disney's like six main characters. So it's right, like right. how could there not be just like a standalone Pluto ornament? And we left there feeling like I cannot believe we just whiffed on that. That was so weird. But then we walked into a pin shop and it was like, oh, this is what we should do. And it was just like everything lined up. So um that was really fun. And every time we've been back since it's been like really fun to try and like hunt them down or like see other people who were doing it or doing like the pin trading. It's like it's like you uncovered a secret of the parks. No, I, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean, too, because uh, there's been a couple of interesting things that I feel like happen amongst our office because like we all, you know, like get together. We go to like lunch every Friday together, like as a team and yeah. stuff like that. So we spend a lot of time, you know, here in office or otherwise chatting with one another about all the various things. And I know that like across the group, I mean, there's only five of us total, but like across the group, there's always like these like overlapping Venn diagrams, so to speak. So like uh, we're, we're like in the heat of like football 
football season. So Isabel, the new popcorn culture editor, mm-hmm. um, I think very frequently it's like, oh my gosh, you guys are talking about football again. Like, like it's like, is, is football still happening? Still is there, happening? Is there more? Like, how much Didn't is there? Didn't we to- talk about it? Yes. But, you know, then it's like similarly, like I think, um, you know, like Kat and Ethan, who also, you know, are in office here, are like really big like readers. So a lot of times yeah. like they have like overlapping circles, like with books that they've both read or whatever. But there can always be like that thing that happens like where and this happens with any group of circle with any group of people like and, and everybody's been on one side of it or the other. So like, you know, it just happens. But there's like that feeling of of like, man, like, I don't really know how to like contribute to this conversation in a way that like would be meaningful. And so in the meantime, I'll just sort of like sit back and, and kind of like wait until something that does yeah. make sense. Wait until the conversation pivots. Yeah. Wait, like comes to the comes full circle. Um, but I think this is the exact but like relationship that I've always had towards the pins at Disney. Yeah. Like you go in, you see them all. There's like walls of it. There's the pin traders. They're like all the people like everywhere kind of doing it. People are like wearing them on like their lanyards and stuff like that. And like, when I look at it, it's like, I see how pretty they are. I like love so many of them, but it, but it is like feeling like until you've like chosen yeah. your thing. It's like your act. It feels like being left out of a conversation a right. little bit because you're like, I, it's not that I don't think they're cool. It's just, why would I pick this Mickey scuba diving one over this like Jafar one? You know, it's like, right. like, like, what, what, like, what? you know, if, if I, if I justify this one, surely I could justify that one. And then if I could justify both of them, which one do I actually want more? And there's too many. And yeah. like, <laughs> and I forget it. What am I going to do with it? Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. But it's like, but you're staring at it and it's like, yeah, you're looking around and it's like, I know there's something here. Right. Like, like, I, there, there is fun to be had. People are doing it. They're having fun around me. Why is it so hard? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and this is, I mean, I think this can happen with, with anything, you know, it's like you, even if you're like, like looking for something to like watch on, on like one of the streaming services, yes. or oh which my gosh. streaming service to even pick to open that night. Uh, like, those are my least favorite where it's like, I, no one's given me a recommendation in a while. Like you finish a show and you're like, what are we going to watch? Just like nothing's it's like you have like, like just endless options and yet nothing seems appealing. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. It's in that's the, and so I think what I, what I was hearing the other day, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about how Netflix was aware that this was like a problem for people. So they were kind of like, okay, let's, let's invent like a surprise me button. And so like it would like take everything that you had ever watched, sort of like dump that into some type of like algorithm. And then you would just click like surprise me. And then it would automatically start playing like a movie or TV show from the beginning or something. And you would just be like, okay, I, yes, I, this is it. This is my surprise me thing. And in theory, this feels like it should work so well. Like it, it seems like um, uh, people, it, it permits them the ability to not have to make a choice and still have something that supposedly they will, they like, will like, yeah, based on data. Yeah. And, Netflix ultimately got rid of the button altogether because no one was using it. Wow. Which I also find to be kind of hilarious. That it's is like, funny. No matter how much you think like like having that decision made for you, it's like that also is apparently is not the solution people can, are looking d- for. I can either. like immediately see like to me, and this is just me guessing in the dark what the problem would be. Is that like whatever it delivers to you, like Netflix is already like suggesting things to you. True. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, so it's like it, chances are whatever it picks for you is going to be similar to what they're suggesting for you. And for whatever reason, like if they're suggesting it to you, and you're not picking it, then it's like if they just start playing it for you, it's going to be like, no, I've already sort like just by not choosing it yourself. You've already like you've, cho- 
you you have made a decision not to watch that thing. That's true. And then it suddenly feels like you're just like forcing like, oh, you don't know me kind uh, yes, of thing. Yeah. You know? Well, you and I were talking about this exact same thing, uh, like with with like like social media algorithms as well, where like, uh, you know, the, the example I gave and, and of course it's been a while since I've been on social media anyway, but like the the thing that I would frequently run into is like back in the day, we would watch like a lot of like The Bachelor. Yeah. And so a lot of times, like I didn't follow lots of people on Instagram in the first place place um but then like what i would typically do is like kind of like go and like peruse the discover thing which you know could then end up being like a semi-curated selection of of like topics or whatever for me to to look at and i mean you were talking about this like but like once upon a time i feel like what would happen is i would see you know like one little thing that would say so and so from season 27 split you know and you're like oh that's interesting and you click it so it would pop up and it was sort of like okay i wanted like like this was the whole morsel of information that i ever wanted right the problem is is that in clicking that i just gave you instagram information about my algorithm and now my whole feed is inundated with nothing but bachelor news and it's like i don't care that much like no no matter how much we've talked about it no matter like you and i have watched it together with like with alice and beth before in the past like it's like i don't care that much i don't want my whole feed to be nothing but a gossip column for the bachelor yes i totally understand what you mean and it's like the the thing is is that like if you were like if there was that one headline that was like interesting enough to you or like relevant enough to you that you clicked it, maybe that was like a nine out of ten. The problem is that the, when they start feeding it to you, even if it's not what you want your feed to look like, like because like it's not like it's not it's not like you're not going to know what they're talking about. It's yeah, just that everything yeah. they're feeding you is going to be like a five out of ten. It's like I wouldn't have clicked on this, but like I do know what you're talking about. So yeah, I guess I'll just follow along and then it's like it just gets reinforced and snowballed. Yes, and it's yeah. like mm, I, this is not like my whole personality, but it's not like I'm zero interested in it. Just not like the only thing I'm interested. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Which circles me back to Pluto here. Okay. Yeah. I'm so glad we made it. Okay. Back. So um, I, when we started doing the pins, I was like, this is so fun. We have like a way to direct our pins. And then I was like, I, I was almost acutely aware when we started, I was like, I wonder if this will start to like bleed. Like, will this uh, by bleed? I mean, like, will it start to inform my like purchases about all things at Disney world? Will like, like when I go to like pick out a mug, will it be like, okay, now I'm looking for Pluto mugs. And when I'm going to pick out shirts, it's like, well, obviously we, you know, we're like Pluto people. So we get the Pluto that, right. You know, right, is right, it right, like, right. will like we're do, Pluto people. Uh, we're Pluto. Exactly. Like we were Pluto pin people. Will we, will we become just Pluto people? You know what I mean? Uh, do, like, I mean, like, do you fear this outcome or do you, or do you desire this? I outcome? Don't, this is exactly what I don't, I don't entirely know Okay, uh, because it has happened some, like I remember, um, like, like, you know, we got in the pins and I was almost I was almost, like for a long time when we went, the thing I'd always get is try and get like a new Mickey Mouse themed mug. Yeah. And yep. then as soon as we started doing the Pluto stuff, it was like, well, there was like a really great Pluto sweatshirt somewhere. And I was like, well, got to have this. And Beth got one as well. And I was like, well, now we have the sweatshirts. Yeah, you can go you as like a, like a like a Pluto clad family. Exa- exactly. Now we can sort of like match and like that's for fun. And Beth just got like this so super cool like fanny pack thing today. It's got like her name on it. It's like covered in Plutos and it's like, OK, well, that's pretty cool. I love that. Yeah. You know that matches and then like you know and then it, I feel like the other direction it could come from is like as an extension of the pins itself. It's like I've got a bunch of lanyards, but it's like all I'm trying to get is Pluto pins. So maybe I should just have a Pluto lanyard, you know, and it's like like 
it, there's there's the you start with the pins and then maybe that informs some other decisions right and then those are all still internal decisions but eventually if you make enough internal decisions it'll start affecting other people's decisions towards you yes and turn into like the full-on snowball gift yeah situation where it's like okay we just started collecting pluto pins and now every time i get a gift from uh like anything. anyone yeah it's always like the pluto thing and it's like I, you know, it's like I, not, not nothing against Pluto or anything. Great character, obviously love him, but it's like, like you know, when you're picking out, like you know, if you if 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 that's the thing, when you're the one picking it out, you can still like carve it into like your style. Like it's not just like it's not great just because it has the character on it. Sure. It has to have the character and still be cool. And yeah, right, you know? right. I understand. It's what you're not saying. just yeah. like a blanket love of all. Like I don't want to dilute the way in which I enjoy Pluto to the point where it's just everything. Right. You know, I, I mean, that that's what I'm afraid of happening because I I so enjoy doing the pins, but I'm afraid it's going to become everything and then it's going to be like like so diluted that I it's just like yeah, now we just have like a ton of pluto stuff and none of none of it feels as special or something right right i I mean i can follow exactly where you're coming from and i I know that this happened to you uh once upon a time with angry birds yes yeah like oh man what a throwback you're right yeah i I think it was even a year one video it may have been yeah yeah yeah. because i I think you even used to have like a like was it was it not like a like a fully red shirt with like the face of like the red bird yeah angry birds yes i think i had i had uh yeah because Angry Birds, gosh, I'm sure you know what Angry Birds is, but like it was, <laughs> it was such a popular app. It is not, it does not command like the the. It it doesn't have such a commanding presence the way it used to. Yeah, we're like, yes. it was like like we talked about mobile games last week. It was like the first big mobile game. Yeah. Like ever. And and I wouldn't even say it was like a flash in the pan. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like it was just here for a little bit and then it was gone. Like it was here long enough that it feel like it, like it has its own like marker, you know, in, in circa 2000, I, I'm just guessing here, like 2011 to 2013 14 like that sounds about right yeah like i remember playing it on my on my um ipod touch yeah nice back in the day yeah yeah yeah. uh yeah but there wasn't like a ton of like mobile gaming happening back then because like microtransactions hadn't become like a like a common thing like i think you could you know this would this would have been in the days where it's like yeah pay 99 cent for the app and that unlocked everything in the app for the rest of time yes you know and it was like oh okay and even doing that it was like wow you paid 99 cents <laughs> okay weirdo <laughs> it was like yeah so i know i just i don't know i just went for it you know i just ugh. that it, it would have felt like almost embarrassing at the time to have spent money on a on a mobile game but, yes yeah um yeah i remember like i i did really like angry birds and i like you know made it a goal to like try and three star all the levels and it was a lot of fun and like i remember thinking like it'd be so great if there was like merch for this or whatever like you could buy just like it seemed like really obvious stuff like yeah yeah whether it was just a shirt or like a stuffed animal or something like i you know it'd be fun to have because it's like quirky and sort of like oh yeah it's this like little game that if you play the app 
if you, you know, like that, if you know about, you know about, and then it seemed like it went from being this like quirky, like best known. It almost felt like podcasts were like for a while. I was like, if you listen to podcasts, it was like, you do what now? What's I've heard of that. What is that? Yeah, what yeah, you, like, I, what, I, I, tell explain, me what a podcast is. Explain more. Explain like, more. Now you almost yeah. know someone who hosts a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah. at some point, yeah, it went over and now it's just like a podcast everywhere. You know, everyone knows what it is. And that's, I feel like that's what happened to angry birds. Like for a while it was like, oh yeah, like you sort of, maybe you'd heard of it, but then all of a sudden it was like, now it's at full force. Yes. Yeah. And like, yep. so they didn't have like merch like forever. And then suddenly it was like every child in America had an angry bird shirt. Well, and yeah. And so I remember this and this is like always one of those things where like, I look back on it, like almost slightly embarrassed, but for one, I feel like for a birthday sometime around either when you were in college, or maybe I was still in college, you had an angry birds, uh, birthday cake. I, well, it was, um, it was our friend John's, I think, well, girlfriend at the time, but now wife had just like made it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Maybe I that's didn't what it like, was. I didn't request it. It was just like a surprise. Cause they knew I liked playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was like, it, <laughs> but was, it was like, yeah, but then, so the, the other one, and this is, this is like why roughly I know the time frame is that I, I went to Australia, um, for my study abroad, my junior year of college for like, yeah. a, like a Maymester type thing. And while I was there and I was in Sydney, we went to this like big marketplace. And I remember like, you know, I'm like literally on the opposite side of the globe and I'm finding like all these ridiculously cool souvenirs. Like I've got this huge painting in my house that like I literally bought from like a guy who had just finished painting it like on a bucket on the street. Mm -hmm. And he like, he, you know, used like a, like a screwdriver to like break off all the individual tacks, holding it onto like the canvas and rolled it up. And right. I bought it like three hours into my trip and then like carried it to the outback. And like, you know, so it's literally like laid, you know, it's been like within like, like feet of Uluru, you know, right, like yeah. the giant red rock in the middle of the desert. You know, it's like, it's like this thing went with me everywhere. And then I'm in Sydney and we go to this massive market. And I'm like walking through like all these kiosks and I'm trying to find like cool stuff that I can bring home to the family. Right. You know, and I find this booth. It's got like angry birds merch. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, yeah. Jay will <laughs> love this. Like what says Australia? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, right. this mass produced stuffed animal. Mm -hmm. I got to have one of those. So, of you know, then I transport a a, a stuffed animal from across the globe. Yeah. You know, and, and it has nothing at all to do with Australia. To do with not, the trip. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, so at the time though, I was like, what a perfect gift for Jay. And then, if once I want, you know, now looking back on it, it's like you probably could have done better. You probably could have done like a, you know, like a boomerang, <laughs> like an Australian or, themed thing. Yes. Yeah. Right, oh, yeah, yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some type of like cool handmade object of mm -hmm. sorts. Yeah. Right. But now right. instead, instead you got an angry birds. <laughs> I think it was a stuffed animal, but I honestly, now I don't even remember. Gosh, looking back, it's like, man, how, how loud was this around me? You I know. know? Like, I know. Like, yeah. I don't remember it being like that big a deal, but um, I don't know. Maybe I just thought I, it's one of those things is like, it felt like you were like, it like you were you were early on the scene for something. Yeah. And then it like the, all of a sudden everyone saw the tidal wave. Um, but yeah, I remember. Yeah. Like people, I think like I were even at the at the concert venue I worked at, people were like walking around doing like Christmas gifts or, you know, stuff. And I remember someone just got me like a box of Angry Birds, like fruit stacks was like my little like, you know, oh, here I got you something. Oh, my I gosh. Was like, what? The, the number of ways that this <laughs> infiltrated your life it, like, is unbelievable. It was like, OK, it's like so it's, the whole you know, time I, like, I just like playing the game. But it's not like my whole personality. You know? <laughs> so like, did you did you ever take that like a little bit like personally at all? Like, like, why is it the case that this aspect of my life is 
the one that like has bubbled so like so to the surface that everybody thinks that this is what defines me. Uh, I don't. I guess I must have. Or uh, yeah, I mean, maybe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's kind of interesting. Because okay, like, I mean, because so the other thing that we kind of brought up here, and this is, I think, another interesting question is like you were probably or just simply were like an early adopter of this particular you know like video game which is probably also like maybe like what made it so interesting is that maybe people knew you played it before it became so mainstream and then when it became mainstream it was kind of like oh my gosh i know this guy that like has been into it like long before right it was like the thing um and so it, it was it, just an angry bird hipster is what it was yeah well, exactly <laughs> but it, it brings about that phrase like i i liked it before it was popular um is is like a sentiment that i think like there like there's almost i think sometimes like a yearning for this exact thing but the life cycle of this process i think like when you zoom out can be so like underwhelming mm-hmm. maybe if you will like where uh i feel like a lot of people with like their favorite band for example like maybe they've like i like i liked them before they were popular and then they got so big and went mainstream or whatever and like all of a sudden it's like because they have become so popular and like so saturated or like they adjusted their sound to like fit like a more like broad right audience or whatever it's almost like important to you that other people know that you liked it before it reached this sort of like magnitude. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, when you are the early adopter of a thing, you probably like your, your goal, your hope is to encourage people yeah. to check it to, out. Yeah, I know. Cause like you want to be like, Oh my gosh, nobody's ever heard of this book before. Like, let me show it to you and then you can read it and then you'll love it too. And then like, if they go and do that with three other people and those people do that with three other people and those people do that with three other people, then right. like eventually it's like everyone knows about it and it's like, everybody is doing the exact same thing, but then somehow it like loses its sweetness once it's like, broadly accepted right you know which is also kind of like well then what was the point of sharing it in the first place right you know yes i i think um not, not that i mean i i'm like a big small business person we, we own a, like a few of them yeah um like this is it's like a big thing but it's also i think sometimes what you witness with a small business where it's like yeah like go small business and then like the small business grows to the point where like it's a not so small business anymore and right. then and then like it starts to like like by other small businesses so that it can become like a medium sized business. And then once it's a medium sized business, it can buy lots of other medium sized businesses. And then it becomes a large business. Right. And then all of a sudden, instead of even liking the original small business that succeeded in the way that you always wanted it to. Now you've almost got to be like, I don't like that one anymore. I went and found a new bakery on the corner. Exactly. Now, now I like this bakery and it's small and I want them to succeed so that they can grow into a small business that can buy other small businesses that can buy. You know what right. I mean? I like, know exactly what you mean. Like, it's like you it's I mean, it's it's the uh, it's the Batman thing, right? It's like you die hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I hate you know? how much that quote like comes into my brain at times. And I'm like, no, it's like the worst sentiment ever. I yeah. want it to not be true. I know. I know. So that is, that is like part of my, I guess my, my Pluto concerns is that like, or we just get like, how, how deeply should I lean into it? Like, should I, you know, or should, should I be afraid that that's going to happen and ruin my super fun pin collecting thing? Or should I just be like, you know what? Yeah. I'm always sort of just on the lookout for a cool piece of Pluto merch. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, and you know, duh, duh, I, I mean this like 
to the core of my soul, but you just have to follow your heart. I, well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, there's like, I was even earlier. I was like, uh, because Beth sent me a picture earlier today where she's got like her new awesome Pluto fanny pack thing. And yes, it is yeah. like, it is so cool. I love it so much. And I was like, and she's got like, you know, like a whole outfit that goes along with it. And I was like, okay. And it like, it, you know, then I was looking up like, I wonder if there's any cool, like crossover, like Nike, Disney, like Pluto shoes or something that exists sure. out there. And I was looking them up and like, there's not for the most part. There's some like custom ones or whatever. And I'm like, mm, no, 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 no. I, if I wanted, I wanted to be like official. And like, I was able to narrow it in. And there was like, I was like, maybe it doesn't have to be Nike. Just any, it was there a crossover with any shoe brand. And it was like, there were, and it was like, sure enough. Like I was like, mm, 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 nah, I don't like the style. I don't like the style. It's like, there's like, just sort of like, it just looks like someone slapped like a, like a freeze frame from a cartoon on the side of it. Yeah. And it's just like, no, no, that doesn't have any like particular flair or anything to it. That's not going to like turn heads or anything, but it is the sort of thing that someone who vaguely knew that you were like a Pluto person would be like, Oh yeah, I got you these shoes. Cause they had Pluto on them. And you're like, no, no, <laughs> you've ruined it. <laughs> no. Now I have a Pluto thing. I don't like exactly. I, <laughs> exactly. I wonder if that's the problem is that it's like, it's like every single thing you go into every time, every like time <clears throat> you find like a cool new, like, you know, Pluto pin or whatever that does resonate. Exactly. It, it, it's like a, it's a, it's a, positive point in the bucket and like so far every single time you guys have done this it's always been a positive experience because you're always you have your own mental filter which is like this one's the right one this one's not the right one this one feels good this one doesn't feel good like blah 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 yeah and i wonder if like the the opposite effect can happen where it's like well if somebody has now introduced a negative pluto point into your brain then it's like how far in the other direction can it go if that if if that right stack starts to pile up and you're like okay i have lots of pluto stuff that I like but then I also have like a small handful of Pluto stuff that I really don't like right and now it's like yeah like that's I, I wonder if that's the that's where the right the slippery slope starts mm-hmm. to like 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 the small one can almost like feed off of the big one because it's sort of like it's like it's like oh no now now I have self-doubt injected into the equation oh, yeah you don't want that it's like I don't want this to go away and it's like the great thing about the pins is that like there's so many out there that it's like if you find as long as it's not as long as I don't already have it I want it right you yes, know? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah just keep going it's just like it's fun to find new ones and that that part is great but yeah i think like i think you know going back to like angry birds like you know someone gives you like a little plushie or something like oh i'll just put it on my desk here and that's like oh every time they walk by like oh thanks you know that's it's so nice of you to have put that on the desk. It makes them feel good because you did it. Yes. But then it's like everyone else is like, everyone else who comes into your office is like, oh, you like this? Cool. Got it. Dude, <laughs> I know. I am now aware as you're saying this. So when, when Allie and I were going through the, the pregnancy with uh, Addie, you know, we would go to like the doctor's appointments or whatever. Yeah. And we became really good friends with our nurse because we had the same one every single time. Yeah. And we, one of the big exchanges that we had very early on was that we, you know, it, this was 2020. So we're talking about how we had gotten, you know, married at Disney earlier that year and she had like a winnie the pooh um pin attached to her name badge okay and but like the the speed at which we we started to like create this aura of winnie the pooh-ness about (laughs) about this particular person it was like well that's basically her whole personality like Mm -hmm. she put a pin on her badge she wouldn't have done that if she didn't intend to ink it on her heart right exactly (laughs) 
<laughs> um, but you're absolutely correct. I think, especially when you're dealing with environments that have limited available information for you to display your potential interest to other people who are building their perceptions around you. Yeah. The, the small amount of basis that they have to go off of probably like is, is like a building block that, that slowly grows into a mountain. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so there you go. I don't know if you guys have, uh, ever experienced this sort of, uh, uh, snowball or dilution effect in your life, but I like I like part of me like like I was looking for shoes earlier. Like if they were cool ones, who knows? Maybe we would have gotten them. Yeah. But like part of me is like I don't. I just don't want it to be ruined because I like it so much. And yeah, that's that's I, where I'm do, at. I've got to tell you on this exact note though. So on the on the note of shoes <clears> in particular was so like obviously over the past several years I've I've I, like I would say I've I've gotten into sneakers like. A little bit like I do like sneakers. It's probably one of my favorite yeah. gifts to give people because I feel like I like well what I'm hoping I'm doing is being able to like like you know pull some essence of what I know about each individual person and then hopefully like find the pair that then like reflects their personality back at them right. like that's that's like usually like what the, the goal in mind is and a couple of years ago um, I was looking to see if I could purchase you a pair of sneakers and yeah. I ended up getting you a, a different pair entirely but in my quest i was i was attempting to see whether or not there was like uh like i usually wear like nike air jordan ones like that's that's like my favorite um style s- style yeah. and shape of shoe mm-hmm. um i think they're really cool and so i was like poking around i was trying to see if there was like ever like a pokemon collab because ah, nice throughout the, the course of like you know of history in, in sneaker uh, collaborations. There's, there's just so many different ones where inevitably they've slapped a logo or a character or a concept onto the canvas that is otherwise the sneaker. Yeah. And so what, what I found and uh, it, it was, it was so simultaneously impressive and infuriating. Yeah. Um, but I found, I, I couldn't find any Pokemon collabs like that. I think just largely didn't exist. Or if they did, there was like one Pikachu one ever. And they were like super expensive. Of course. It's, it's yeah. And you know, like hyper exclusive and stuff. Um, but so I find this company that does like, they like custom paint, um, like what is otherwise originally just a completely white pair of Air Jordan ones, which are not, um, uh, like scarce necessarily. Like you, right. you could, you, you, sh- you could like get those. You could go on yeah. a website and like buy them like from Nike and just have a completely like white pair. So that's what this company did. And then they would actually go through and like paint or somehow like, you know, transfer the color onto the sneaker. Right. And the, the examples that they were giving for the Pokemon, I was like, these are such perfect representations of each of the Pokemon that they represent. Right. I was like, these are beautiful. Like, like Nike themselves could not have done a better job right. of creating something that, that, that was like the Bulbasaur sneaker without right. being like overt. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, I am so impressed with everything they've come up with. And so like, I end up going way too far into this process and send money to people who absolutely stole it from me. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like sending deposits and like doing this whole thing. Like, you know, I'm exchanging back and forth. The whole thing is a scam. Gosh, what? How'd you find out it was a scam? Well, obviously I, you never got the shoes. Never got the shoes. I, I, <clears> I didn't pay the full price that would have been involved, but I think it was like, I think I sent money two times with like to get further in the process and then the third time they asked for more money i was like wait a minute oh no i see what i've done but the thing that killed me is i was like y'all like i mean 
so frustrated that you're running a scam and you totally got me. <laughs> right. But like if you meantime, were just doing the thing, you'd be successful. Yes, It's like, I would have paid good money for those. Like the thing you came up with the image, the way that you illustrated Bulbasaur onto this pair of sneakers is so exactly correct. Like you came up with such a, I mean, it's, oh, I'm so impressed with your talent and so mad that it's not real. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Like why? Yeah. Why are you, why, you clearly are talented. If you just put this much effort into doing a real, thing yes yeah, instead yeah. of scamming people and and maybe the reality of it is that like actually executing like the you know so of course like i think like the souls like let's just say they were purple or something like that to to you know represent like bubble swords like little flower thing on his back yeah um like maybe it's the type of thing like where when they when they go through and they're photoshopping the sneaker to show you like what your version of them might look like it's yeah like, it looks really good in photoshop there's no way to actually do it without creating like an actual purple or, or pink right, colored, like, yeah. soul. Yeah. So it, it's like, it's easy to paint bucket something. It's yeah. easy to paint bucket it. Yeah. But like, what would it look like in real life? What does it look like in execution? It's like that, that end product might have been terrible, but anyway, I got pretty got. Oh <laughs> man, that's a bummer. I know. I know. Sorry to hear that. That's okay. That's okay. But if, if anybody in the, uh, the sneaker world is looking for free ideas, you know, there let, you me, go. let me know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, there give you away. Go. <laughs> Nike. If you don't know if you've heard of this company called Pokemon. Yeah. But right, right. Just you guys, you guys talk with talk each other. Up, We'll see, what, we'll see what happens. Go yeah. from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, transition. Transition. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase.
Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ben? Hey. I've come across some of my least favorite oh, no. breakdowns in etiquette ever. And wow. I do, I know. Oh, dear. I know. And I'm like, I can't. First of all, when it's like it's happened to me twice. And on both occasions, I have just been like, absolutely appalled that it's like happening. I'm like, how is this? How can the person doing this at all think that it is okay that they're doing it? Like what is going on? Like it is like, mm, it is so rude (laughs) that anyway, let me back up. So so you think, okay. So without having any more context, yeah, yeah, I haven't told you what it is. Yeah, no, but (laughs) but inside of whatever situation is happening to you, you, you feel that it is very apparent what the like, the social contract involved yeah. is and should be. Yes. And people are completely just like ignoring it. Yes. Okay. 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 That is exactly, that's a to, great way to, to your detriment. To, exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> to my detriment. Yes. Okay. okay. So here's us. what it is. Um, it is, it is when I'm going to the recycling center after I have like, you know, we, we get, we get the boxes come to the house. You break them all down in the garage. I load them up into the back of the traverse. I'm trying to do the right thing and not just put them in the garbage can and take them to the recycling center. Way to go. Good on you. I know. Right. And so the place I go, um, they've got, there's three just like massive dumpsters in a row. 
and each dumpster is like got um four big like plastic doors on each side so each dumpster has eight doors okay okay Okay. and there's three of them so there's like 24 available like big plastic doors on the side you could open and deposit your stuff okay right okay i'm following yeah that sounds great many spots huge dumpsters it seems like a plethora of of dumpster openings yes it is it's a lot it's (laughs) That said, that said, there, despite the size, there are absolutely days where you open up like 23 out of 24 doors and that dumpster is like just 99.9% full and there is just nothing. There's like, well, this is, this is some tricky business. Where am I going to put my cardboard? <laughs> well, well, good on Roanoke for being such good recyclers. Yes, that's it's like oh, it's encouraging. Lots of people are clearly doing it. Yeah, at, l- um, at least to the point where to the you point know. where they are very full. And I've been there in a myriad of situations. Like some days you'll get there and it's just like, yep, doesn't matter. Open any door at all and just toss it all in. Okay, you just maybe you got there after just after they dumped it. And that's <sighs> always the best. The just, gl- yeah, that's <laughs> it's going to yeah. be a good. It's, it's like Stanley from the office, like on Pretzel Day. It's like Pretzel it's Day. Like, yeah. Like, I like pretzel. Day. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what? I just, I can pick whatever door I want. I just, I load it all in. It takes me like two seconds. Right. No big right. deal. Other days I've been there and it's like, yeah, you got to open like 15 of the doors and eventually it's like really full, but eventually you find one. It's like this door. There's like, it's maybe like 50%. So it's like, you can easily still fit. No problem at all. Would you, would you liken it to panning for gold? You know, it's almost as if you're going and you're laboriously checking each of these doors Yeah, and and it's like, no good, no good, no good. And then before you know it, you, you just strike the mother alone because like you get there and it's disheartening really quickly because like the, there's no way around the fact that every time you open a door, you're touching a dumpster and it's like, (laughs) it's like, even though it's not like a trash dumpster, it's all just cardboard. It's like, it feels dirty. And it's like, I want to find an open spot quickly that is ideally close to the car. So I don't have to like, you know, interact with the physical object as much as possible. Um, But so anyway, the past two times I have been there, it has been like, all three dumpsters I would say have been at 99.9% capacity and I will literally go I've gone through like literally like 22 of the doors before finding one that is like oh this door is only about 98% okay. like this is going to have to do. This is my best option Can make this work. So you can you, make this work. So you found some, you found some, some gold dust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like, yeah. you know what? This is as good as I'm going to get today. Time, it's time just to, one of those days. Time to start digging. You know, it's like, it's in sort of the back corner. It's like, it's like door number 23. You Ooh, know, it's yeah. like we had to go quite a ways before we found the one and I'm going to have to take several trips to the car now because I can't carry it all over here, but that's okay. That's okay. I found one. I'm going to make it work. I might have to shove some stuff down. I might have to interact with stuff inside the dumpster. My least favorite. Oh yeah, of course. But nonetheless, there Less it is. I got it. So I'm in there and I'm, I'm making it work. I'm, you know, I've maybe made two trips in there and since I've been shoving my stuff in there, someone else will have like driven up and they're ready to unload their cardboard as well. Oh dear. And I'm like, you know what? It's going to be interesting to see how their journey goes. Where are they going to land? <laughs> certainly me, not in my, my <laughs> yeah, I think you can see where this is going. Yeah, not my yeah, hole. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? You, yeah. guess exactly what happens is like I finish shoving my stuff in there. Yeah. I walk back to my car to go grab my next load and I turn around and pe- the 
the, the, whoever has pulled up has been like, they've just decided that I've done the work for them. Clearly this person settled on that one because the rest were full. So I'll just go there too. And it's like, I can look in their car. They've got a ton of cardboard mm-hmm, and it's like, mm-hmm. they can look at my car. They can still see I've got more. And it's like, dude, you cannot just steal my spot like that. Like, <laughs> like you cannot do that. You cannot cut in line. You have to wait for me to finish unloading before you can start putting stuff in that hole. That's my hole, man. <laughs> it is so like I it has happened the past two times I've been there. Someone has like interrupted my cardboard stream and started using the hole I found. And I, I was like, I'm like, what is happening? This is like gold mining. I know. Like, are you uh, kidding me right dig now? Bro? Anywhere else? Like, yeah. Like, dude, that I found that spot. Okay, I worked for that. I touched twenty-two other doors. Like, you can't come in here and just. Uh, you're gonna make me go search for like the the other minuscule available space here? I don't think so. Mm. And I like. I'm like, should I yell at them? Should I assault <laughs> them? No. Like, no, no. probably <laughs> not. But God, am I angry right now? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah. The- <laughs> It feels like they've earned it. Jay, Jay went red. <laughs> just like, dude, not like, cause I'm like almost done. You know, it's like, oh, it's making me so bad. Yikes. Yeah. Anyway, Mega that's yikes. Why this is like, uh, and it's just, it's such, such a breakdown. It feels so obvious that you can't take you. Like if you want to go after I leave, if you want to go see if, yeah, that guy found a, a reasonable opening, right? It's like a seam, yeah. A, yeah, a seam. It's like, but like you got to wait for me, dude. Like you cannot, you cannot cut in line. It is so annoying. I am, I am like <laughs> trying my darndest to mentally imagine myself pulling into the parking lot, seeing one other SUV parked sort of near one spot, and being like, oh, it's probably like that's probably where I should go. Exactly. Like, you know. like they didn't even like check the other doors. Like they maybe opened one, and we're like, I see what happened. All right, just good. That's clearly where to go. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, this is the only available space left. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh man, this is so, interesting. This so is interesting. annoying. Now, um, on, on a on a scale of one to ten, how much time do you feel that you've spent inside of dumpsters? Just at I a, mean, a, just like almost none. None. I don't have to go inside the dumpster. Oh goodness gracious, yeah. man. I, I mean, there's <laughs> I guess a um like when when we here at the office if we have trash like there's like a like a a public not public i guess you need like a key fob to get in right yeah you have to like there's like a like a like a a compressor type yeah there's like a compressor thing and sometimes i have to go in there and throw in the trash yeah and that just smells like melted batteries it really does such a bad smell it is like a horrifying scent but i to have been inside of a dumpster i would say just almost zero none yeah no have you been you spent some time in dumpsters i have spent a lot of time in what? dumpsters. Oh yeah. To what yeah. end? Just I, I think that like the the many the many careers slash aquarium <laughs> life of of one Ben Carlin, <laughs> the the frequency at which I needed to be inside of a dumpster to accomplish one mission or another is numerous. What? Yeah. yeah Why? Yeah. Well, for one, when I worked at Petland, uh, trash duty fell squarely on the shoulders of the aquarium group. Oh, um, I see. Yeah, yeah. So, well, oftentimes, what would happen is they would go through and they would change all of the bedding out on like all of the various like you know rabbits and gerbils and you know like whatever else used uh, like birds and oh, stuff right, like that yeah. you know so uh-huh. they would go through and they have these gigantic trash bags that they would like leave in the back that are just stuffed to breaking point I mean they weighed like I don't know 
I mean, it was like moving a body. I and mean, like, why, and why is this on <laughs> you then? Because, if they're the ones, if if they're the ones generating the garbage, you know, it never occurred to me to ask the question why it was my responsibility, uh-huh. but it was. Yeah, and so I did it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the number of times, like, I mean, it is to look back on it and have no idea, like, you know, what I mean. It's like I would like to go back to sixteen-year-old Ben and just give him a hug yeah. because there were certainly instances, you know, where you're back there and the single dumpster that the Petland had available to mm-hmm. deposit all this stuff into. Uh, similarly, I would have to go through and break down every single cardboard box that would come into the building. Yeah. So frequently, I would have a flat stack of boxes taller than me Man. Like, it, that I needed to like, you know, dispose of. Um, but then I would go and on top of that, I'm like, I have these gigantic like 55 gallon trash bags full of bedding and rat, you know, yeah. rat and mouse droppings and stuff right. like that that i'm trying to like fecal heave, matter heave over the rusty edge of this dumpster and like God. you know it's like tears a hole oh, and, no. you know just horrible stuff raining down <clears throat> on top of you but so a lot of times in order to get the dumpster to close you had to then like get everything up on top and then go jump on top of like you climb up the dumpster yeah and be jumping on it to try to like squeeze it down squeeze it yeah, yeah. And into the the crevasses yeah so that you know you could uh get the dumpster shut and so i spent a lot of time doing this and then and, you know, as I got a little bit older, I remember I would just be on job sites and, yeah. you know, being like the low man on uh, on the site. It was also your job at the end of the day to go and like dispose of all the stuff. Yeah. So <clears throat> the the memory in particular that I recall was I was installing a giant jellyfish aquarium or helping to install a giant jellyfish aquarium in Lexington, Kentucky at a restaurant that is now out of business, but it was called Coba Casina. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just the most unusual place you ever saw, but gigantic jellyfish tank yeah. right in the middle of the space okay um and at the end of the day they had this huge like tractor trailer sized dumpster but i i don't know if like people were using like scissor lifts to go up and down to like like throw stuff away into it but it didn't have like side panels or anything right so at the end of the day i've got like all this aquarium gook inside of our shop vac that like you know basically the guy i'm working for is like you need to go and empty that into the trash can but the trash can is like eight feet tall there's no way i can lift this super heavy thing over my head to dump it in there so i'm like you know kind of like like rigging up like using like spare bits of cord and like wrapping oh, no. it around my like my back kind of like link climbing like a mountain or something yeah. like that with the shield back there except instead of a shield it's actually a shop back <laughs> it's a and shop back full of gunk you get up to the top and you sort of you try to go and like flop yourself in it's just like well here goes nothing <laughs> oh man <clears throat> you know and like just dive in there and it was like, you know, it was like 20 degrees and snowing and I'm just... Oh, that's uh, the other thing. Yeah. There's always, whenever you're in a situation like this, there's some extra element that's making it like uncomfortable yeah. as well. Like, yeah, any time, like, I don't know, whenever I'm like, yeah, in addition to doing my little dump, being cut in line right. at uh, the recycling center, it's also just like, there will always be like like the sun will just be like at just that level where no matter what it's in your eyes yes, or, or yes. it's like, or it's just like, it's like 33 degrees outside and it's right. like, Hmm, boy, it's just like, it's, it, you know, I'm wearing a jacket, but it's like the sooner I could get out of this, that'd be great. It's like, why did, yeah. why did I wear a jacket that was so porous? So when this cold breeze comes through, it just like it literally exactly cut, it right. cuts yeah. through the sweater holes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, you know, I was warm when I was, breaking down the cardboard in the house and that was fine but now that there's even just a light breeze it's like oh this is kind of frustrating yeah yeah there's always something like that happening as well or like i was thinking about this like um like 
I remember at, at the concert venue, they had it uh, had its own trash compactor thing. Oh, but you never got in it. Oh, well, no, certainly not. I didn't have to do that. That oh, was like a, that was for like the ops guys to do. Okay. But I remember, <laughs> cer- certainly we got tons of shipments and stuff and they would be, you know, there'd course, be just yeah. mountains of cardboard and it'd be like, yeah, just got to break it down. And like in my brain, there's something like nice about like a s- somewhat monotonous task like that. It was just sort of like, yep. It's like, what'd you do today? It's like, I don't know. I just broke down boxes. It was like, it's like, but but that was my job and I had to do it. And so I did it. Yes, you know, it's yeah, like yeah. like it's not that bad if like, you know, like you're it's just your job. Like, you know, I just had to do it or whatever. But I can no. always ima- I always like whenever I would be out there, like where that spot was, it was always like, yeah, it's just like one degree colder than I would like it to be. Or like I would think I was trying to like think about that exact thing as it came to like I saw like an Instagram post earlier about like folding laundry and it was like, oh, the washer and dryer have done their job. Now it's your turn. It's like folding all the laundry. Or it's like, you know what? It doesn't like if all I had to do today was just fold the laundry. That doesn't sound that bad. Like if I had no other responsibilities, it's like like it might be boring or something, but it's like, would it be that bad? It's like it wouldn't be that bad if all you had to do was fold the laundry. The problem, what's going to get in your way is where the laundry came from, and that's the kids. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to let you fold the laundry just like by yourself <laughs> right. peacefully. Yes, yeah. It's like it's it's boring for you, which yeah. means it's like 12 times boring for them. Yeah, it's like, like, I'm not even asking them to help. Just go in the other room. It's like not going to happen. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, but that that would be the that'd be the X factor there. It's like, oh, is it cold outside? Are the kids pulling at you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's such a challenge to get anything done, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's a challenge, <laughs> especially when people are cutting you off at your dumpster hole. <laughs> <laughs> dumpster hole is totally going to be the title of this week's episode. Uh, oh, good I'm, giving, I'm giving Isabel lots of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots, lots of ammo. Lots to work with. All right, maybe one last transition before we close out, so we can we can end on a high note and okay. not not dumpster hole. <laughs> Fair enough. Transition. <laughs> okay, Jay. So I I have a piece of I have a piece of follow up because I um a couple of weeks ago I at this point I think now talked about the 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 Zygarnik effect. The Zygarnik effect. Yes. Yeah. Which which this is sort of like the the underlying um like. Uh, I don't even know, like psychological phenomenon, if you will, where bingo. Yeah, exactly. Where you um, are finally able to like let something go and in doing so like free up your mental space and it can happen a variety of different ways the the kind of classic example that i gave was like a waiter is able to remember everybody's order as long as he's waiting on that table but then the moment that that table leaves he doesn't really have any need for any of that information uh so then the information just goes away um and the personal example i gave was sort of like you know going through like a breakup or something it was like being able to like positively absolutely provide both myself and that person closure meant that like you know it's like like there wasn't it was a clean successful breakup with no no weird like like tendrils that sort of like left it right yeah ajar so mm-hmm. to speak um but the other thing that that i've been thinking about before is that like i think probably uh on some level everybody has certain aspirations in life you know like yeah. there there are things that you desperately want to like either you know do for the first time or successfully master um or like you know like like um 
milestones of, of like achievement, whether that is like in the form of like being able to purchase, you know, your, your first home or like, you know, a car or, uh, like some particular aspect of, of life or whatever. And, and so these things kind of become like the, like the chase goals, like the underlying, like driving motivational forces for how, and when you are like cruising through life. But then on the other end of the spectrum, I think that you've also got like certain things that maybe you've always aspired to. And this was the example that we talked about a little bit with you and sort of like your passion for Pokemon cards and competition and like, you know, whether or not like you've been able to scratch that itch effectively enough. Right. Um, you know, like to, to sort of like let that aspiration, not, not necessarily go, but like even say like, like you've reached a stage where it's like, uh, like I, as a kid, I always wanted to do a little bit more and then I was able to do a little bit more and then I was able to do a little bit more. Right. And you know, like now I've been able to like really achieve everything, um, to the best of my ability. And we, we discussed a little bit like your time constraints possibly right. could be like the, the new one where maybe like 20 years from now, if you guys are like an empty nester, it's like, dude, I got time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so one of the things that, that I have been struggling with, um, and we've talked about it on the pop in the past before, but there are, there are like certain weird aspirations that since discovering this particular effect, I've been curious as to whether or not like I, I, and I can't help but making an excuse for myself, which right. is, which okay. is, the, which is the real, that's, that's my, like, like, let me lead. This is with your long winded thing. Yeah. This is my long winded thing. So it's like, I, <clears throat> I, I feel like I learned about the Zygarnik effect and in doing so I was like, Oh man. Okay. So like there's a conversation that I would love to go and have with that person. There's a conversation that I need to have with this person. This is, this is a relationship that I need to work on or, or try to build on or, or something like that. So since, since learning about it, I've actually been doing like a lot of like outreach to attempt to like do like find resolution in these different weird facets that I otherwise felt like I didn't have. It's been like a weirdly like life changing like discovery for you. It has been Zygarnik 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 effect. Yeah. 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 Um, No, it's been a big one, which is also wild, I think in and of itself, because I, it's not uncommon for me to discover some new like term like this, or, you know, it's, it's, it's like the, um, like sometimes it feels like the, like the Zodiacs or the horoscopes, like you can go and read something and you're like, wow, this applies to me. Exactly. Like this tells me everything I need to know. Um, and I, I have found lots of things in life where like, I'll be reading about like a psychological condition or, or this, that, or the other, and, and been able to like pick and choose or cherry pick, like, like, oh my gosh, like that is exactly how I feel. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, you can take the, the, like a personality quiz, Enneagram, like any of these things and you feel so seen by it. Um, but then there's always the big question of like, what do I do with this information? Now? Right. Yeah. And sometimes like, just like it, you, it, sometimes it can feel very helpful to like give a particular symptom or feeling or something, a name yes. and it like helps you understand it. But it like, whilst there is some relief with that understanding, it doesn't actually like remove the, the source of the problem or the symptom itself. Yes. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> once upon a time, I think I, 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 I can't remember if I talked about this on the pop or just like with you independently, but the term rumination at some point in time was almost like the symptom. Like I, I discovered the term and the term of rumination is basically like that replaying of combination or uh, conversations inside of your brain or like reliving past experiences or like thinking about that one really terrible thing you said on that one occasion and not like, you know, not being able to like, let it go. Like rumination is in my opinion, a symptom of what is otherwise the Zygarnik effect. Mm -hmm. But the Zygarnik effect to me is like the roadmap 
You know, like right. this tells you a little bit more about like why you're ruminating. Right. And it's because like doors left open through life want like your brain wants to close them. Right. And it's this exact thing that even like I think oftentimes makes video games like so much fun or like like I've played like some Sims lately, you know, or like cozy gaming type yeah. stuff where it's just like it's like, oh, my 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 guy is hungry. So like, let me go and have him make a mac and cheese. Oh, boy, that bar just filled up. I feel better about that. Exactly. You know, yeah, and like, it's like you, you get to like you get to you get to close the door on his hunger, at least for, for a little while until, yeah. until it builds back <laughs> up. And then you get that that thrill of getting to allow him to yeah. make more food or exactly. order a pizza or something <laughs> or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We all become a little bit evil when playing The Sims at some point or another i think yeah um but so one of the things that i think bubbled to the surface more quickly than i would care to honestly admit uh when i was when i was first delving into this concept and and applying it sort of like to a lot of the circumstances that live inside of my brain and it's something i've talked about in the pop before but it's subwoofers (laughs) okay it feels like like so much of everything i'm saying is genuinely (laughs) and honestly deeply important to me and i know that it is significant and i know that it is like an aspect of like how i manage my relationships with different people in my life yeah and then there's subwoofers right but subwoofers are my pokemon cards in a way where when i was in high school it was something where i remember the very first day that i went over to my friend chris's house and he had this green jeep yeah and in the back of the jeep he had figured out how to wire up a pair of subwoofers okay that i think maybe he got from like his brother or something like that and i get in and i'm like this is the greatest thing i have ever experienced like (laughs) i loved it yeah so much and i don't know why like i'm fully aware of like the the like person who pulls up next to you in the street and is just absolutely like about to vibrate their license plate clean off because they're they're rocking so hard in there yeah like it's like i agree with you that can come across as obnoxious 100 and for some reason i still enjoy it right like it's like i i can't not i i just have to recognize that like oh you're like you you who was so worried about bothering anyone in any way at any time ever like somehow has this like glaring like uh blind spot when it comes to being an extremely loud car sitting in traffic yes yes Yes. (laughs) and it's like it's like this is the one occasion where because i enjoy it so much it just outweighs literally everything else to do with the associated perceptions or otherwise impact on anyone yeah um and so it's like it's like nothing i can do about it but so the end result was as a kid is that like i immediately went and started selling everything i owned so that i could go to best buy and buy the cheapest subwoofer that i could buy okay uh which i think at the time was like you know like let's let's say the the box the subwoofer itself and the amplifier was like maybe 150 dollars or something and then after a period of time um like worked my way up to having like a like nice sealed box with two 12 inch uh rockford fosgate you Mm. know uh like woofers in the back of my trooper yeah and they were loud yeah (laughs) Um, but it's exactly the same thing where I think as a kid, I would still go to the store and I would still like drool over the, like the JL 10 W sevens. Have you seen the magnet on those things? Like truly glorious. Can't say that I have. I know, I know. But anyway, I liked them. So, um, as, as life progressed and everything, this was sort of one of those things where I think the sensible side of my brain was able to very successfully rule out the need for this particular, like inclusion in my vehicle. Right. And I never wanted it to take 
take up additional space or anything like that. But what has happened to me is that now we are probably, so I'll be 35 this year. So all of this is taking place literally like half a lifetime ago, effectively. Right. And it's like, I've never, I've never been able like with adult money to go and allow myself to just do it. Right. And so like the mental experiment that keeps scrolling through my own brain is I'm like, especially with like this discovery of the Zygarnik effect is I'm like, do I go and do it and see if it just like clicks it out of gear? And I'm like, okay, I, I made 16 year old me happy. I went, I did the thing. I bought them. I installed them. I listened to them. Boom, done. Now I can sell them because I don't care anymore. Like, <laughs> that, like I'm half expecting if I ran this experiment that that is exactly what would happen. Like I would enjoy the heck out of it for like three months and be like, all right, I did it. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. You know, but is that worth all the effort? It might be if you're still thinking about it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so the question also, that, like how much could this possibly set you back? Like, well, I, you know what? It occurs to me. I'm sure you could name your price and spend it on subwoofers if you really wanted to. It's like anything yeah. else. Yeah, there's there any any hobby. It's like I think this is like one of the key discoveries as you get older. Anything you're interested in can be as expensive as you want it to be. Right. The the specific circumstances that I have for mine is that um, the same company that makes the JL 10W7s. That's, yeah. that's JL Audio. They make these stealth boxes okay. and they're like specifically designed for vehicles to go somewhere where there is already a cavity of space so oh. that you are not using any available space in your car uh. in order to house the unit okay so it's like i am unwilling to sacrifice seating space for anybody i would ever need it for right or storage space for anything that i that i, that I would require yeah um so it would have to go somewhere that would essentially be otherwise invisible to the naked eye okay so it basically goes behind like in my in my truck if you want the back seat there's like a full back seat and everything it's got like its own doors so it's a, a crew cab it's the technical term but so behind those seats there's like a like a a wedge shaped space where it could go and i i, I don't know that that it's it is like it's a lot it's north of like a thousand dollars for this particular mm-hmm. slice of mm-hmm. space which i could sell other stuff which is usually the way i justify anything right yeah it's just like, like I, even as you're saying that, i'm like i you know what you i mean you could sell other stuff yes yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I mean it's not a otherwise wildly unattainable thing for something that has bothered me for so long but it's also so like I know I can mentally like reason myself out of it with no trouble whatsoever. Yeah. It's just, it won't leave me alone. Right. It's like, and that's, that is the thing in my mind where I'm like, how many people, because, and, and like, I understand like anybody listening right now, um, you know, might just be like, Ben, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. Why do you like someone first? Or they might be thinking, Ben, this most ridiculous thing ever. Just go do it. Right. Like we're, we are tired of hearing you talk about it. Yeah. Um, well, so here's a great uh, question then. Like how, are you feeling about your tattoo now? Ooh, that's a good <clears throat> question. That's a good question. The rule I made for myself was that I had to wait a year <clears throat> okay. um, after getting it just because I like it was it was purely because when I left, I was like, I want more. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. And, and it was one of those things where I was like, I need to pace myself because I uh, it, more than anything, this is the actual explanation for the tattoo would be that I think. Uh, at various stages of my life, I would have gotten different tattoos for different reasons mm-hmm. based on like where my my headspace had been at individual spaces. Yeah. And I want to uh, preserve real estate on my person for 
like different stages of life. Okay. And and I think even probably on some level, this is this is a, a bit of mental gymnastics to where it's like, like no matter what, I can always be happy with the one I have now because it's also like I can I could always be like, no matter no matter how you feel about it years from now, it was always exactly what you wanted the day you got it. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Um and and that that to me, I think stands for something okay you know it's like they're like markers in your life they're like it's a journal entry so to speak like yeah what what was important to you at the time you got each of them so that there is like a like an isolated you know whatever but th- all that being said I've, I've also talked to ethan the the editor about this as well i was like there was i feel bad for the amount of pressure i was both putting on myself and possibly subsequently other people who listen to this show mm-hmm. about the tattoo okay feeling like i was like putting too much of a requirement on it being any level of like significant or meaningful or, or anything in any way, shape or form. It was like, once you get like, once I got it, it was like, okay, now I feel like I could go and like, be like, I think this looks cool. So I'm doing it for that reason. Right. You know, that, that could also be right. A completely justifiable way to approach it. Um, well, I guess the point of my question though, was that like, it was something that had a clearly like, t- it felt like <clears throat> there was like a Zygarnik effect yes, in your brain to do was. with the tattoo. And it's like, you like waffled on it and thought about it and it like pulled at your brain for like like half your life yeah and you finally got it and like so like not having gotten it do you did do you feel closure on it or? oh that's a good question yes i i think so i think i think that like some of like the the deep 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 like yearning or like mystery or like whatever about it i think was like like some of the mystery about the experience and like what it would be like and and all of that type of stuff. Like, I think I was able to like find closure with that. And then probably the otherwise end result was a piece of self discovery. That was like, I just like this. Yeah. You know, like I, I liked the process. I liked going and doing it. I liked chatting with the artist while the, while it was like unfolding. Like I even, I even, you know, ultimately liked it being like something that I did, uh, like sort of wholly on my own. Yeah. You know, I think that was something that was kind of neat because that's not how I approach almost every other aspect of my life. Um, so anyway, the, the big question that I had in my mind was sort of like, how much are, are other like people in life when there is something that they so desire, um, to do or, or, or covet or, or something in some capacity, like, you know, how much are you able to justify in your head being like, yeah, you know what? I want it. Like, I, I don't know whether or not like I'm, I'm like resisting, like, like an obvious impulse in my brain. I, I know exactly what you mean. There's this like feeling or, yeah, or it, that I experience a lot of times where it's like, because I want it, I probably shouldn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Yep. Like yep. the act of me wanting it probably means that I should not want it like it'd be like or indulgent like, to do right, it. it would be indulgent or selfish or something and it's like th- for some reason like <laughs> like i like um i think i talked about getting like a hot tub or something like part of me is just like uh, or a while ago i talked about that and it was like part of me is like the, fa- the like they're like it, it i know that it's like an expensive thing and i know that like i want it which makes me feel like i probably shouldn't 
like there's probably something wrong with wanting it okay. or something. And I don't know what the difference is between like that and being like, I want Taco Bell tonight, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's not really that hard to just be like to rationalize yourself into Taco Bell or something. Even it's like, which is something like I could almost like more actively know for sure. That's just probably not a good thing to put in my body. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, whereas like, you know, there, there could be tons of applications where you, it's just like, yeah, it's fun having a hot tub. You want it. There's nothing stopping you from getting it or whatever. Um, do, do you ever have like the worry? So like, for, for example, like whenever, you know, like coveting a, like a, like a boat for a long, long, long time would be yeah. like the other one potentially on this list, which I now have. So there's that. But like the, the, the thing that people would always say to me about the boat was boat stands for break out another thousand, which basically just means like you're always going to be spending this money repairing it. And then the other phrase that people love to say is that like the two best days of your life are the day that you buy your boat and the day that you sell your boat there are, yeah it's like like do you have any of uh, so like what what i feel like people are essentially saying to me and like you know my interpretation of it is like you think you want this thing but once you have it you're not going to enjoy it the way that you think you're going to right like it's not it's not going to give you the kind of like joy or completeness or or happiness or fulfillment or whatever that you think it might like do you have any worry about that attached to something like this where you're like man i really like to do this thing and i think it'd be a lot of fun but like what if we got it and like never use it. No, I'm not concerned about that. I'm no, concerned. Okay. It makes me a bad person for wanting it. Oh no, it definitely doesn't. Yeah. yeah. If, yeah. I, if there's anything like <laughs> you sound like me right now. No, I know. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm like, <laughs> such that a must be so sentence. frustrating, yeah. <laughs> but like this will happen to me like on the weekends, like the, um, where, you know, if it's, if it's like Sunday, you know, afternoon and we don't really have anything like any plans or anything and you know the kids are playing like i and like sometimes i feel like i like i don't know like where to be in the house or like i don't have like a like a a, a focus for my attention and okay. it's like all i really want to do is just sort of like you know sit and like watch tv or just like play a game on my phone or like go play video games or something just like just do kind of nothing yeah. but it's like like because I know that would make me happy. Like, I'm like, I can't possibly do that. Like, sure. you know what I mean? And yeah. so it's like, and then I just get like sort of like angry and frustrated at like sort of nothing or I'll just sort of like work on things that I don't want to be doing. And it's like, I, and I don't know what it is either. Like what, what will like stop me from doing things that like I want to do other than this feeling that like, because I want to do it, I shouldn't be allowed to do it or something. I, like, I yeah, <laughs> I do genuinely understand where you're coming from, yeah. and, but I, but I don't know. I don't know. Like if I have a, a, a particularly good explanation either, I, I think I've, I think I've experienced and do experience like the same thing on a fairly regular basis. Like yeah. sometimes, sometimes I worry this is like the, the like life equivalent of like taking your eye off the ball. Like, like I'm almost afraid, like, well, if you, if you go and do the fun thing, then you might get so absorbed by that fun thing that you start to ignore important, like exactly. factors like, of your I life. Won't, it's like, it's like, it's like the knowledge that like, I'm not being productive or that like, Oh, I'm home with the kids, but like not spending time with them or, yeah. you know, it's like, but like, like any amount of taking care of yourself in that way is like, I, I don't know. Like it like internalizes as like immoral to me, even though that is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I think, I mean, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Like it's, this is, this is one of those things where probably the honest and genuine answer is that like your ability to accommodate things that you desire for yourself. And I I should probably be speaking to myself here is going to make you overall happier, which is going to overall make you like a better contributor to like, you know, your friends, family, coworkers, you know, yeah. yourself, like, yeah. you know, it's like be, being able to do the things that, that bring you happiness and joy. Like that's how you like refill your cup. And then you can go from there and use that to like be, be a better person to all the other people around you. Right. So go get some subwoofers, Ben. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> I'm going to have to report back now and like let everybody know uh, what, what ends up happening, yeah. you know, in, in this particular column, because the, the, I mean, the, probably the other huge fascination for me is, is mostly it's just, it's like, this is an interesting experiment that I have. Like, I, I, it's like, it would be fun to run. Like, I want to see what happens. Oh, like, like, will I like get, will it, will it scratch the itch? Yeah. Will, yeah. Will, yeah. Will it scratch the itch? Or is there a scenario where you like, you come out <clears throat> the other side and you're like, dude, guess what? I am so pumped right now. I don't care about subwoofers anymore. Like right. for the first time in 17 years, I don't care at all. Like, oh, yeah. I'm free. <laughs> But like, I, I, it almost seems like there's like almost no downside then because either you'll have the relief of being over it or you won't be over it. And that's because you enjoy it. And great news. You get to just keep enjoying it. I know. I know. And and maybe maybe a part of the underlying aspect is that like like maybe this is even like the rationale that my brain is like requiring me to have is like before you go and do this thing, cause, because it's like I said before, it's like it's not like I'm unaware of the fact that this is something you could potentially be like judged for or negatively impact people Mm -hmm. on it's almost like my brain is like okay you need to make sure everyone knows beforehand that you are aware of the associated optics of this situation before you go and do it Mm -hmm. that way it's sort of like it's people are like man that ben guy he just pulled in and he's like really blasting some music but like everybody else in the parking lot who's like watching me pull up would be like talking to each other like yeah yeah but he actually knows he knows exactly how it looks he's running an entire psychological experiment right now to figure (laughs) out how he feels about it so everyone everyone listens to this podcast yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's like, no, no, no. It's like, it's like you think you think he's just being like that guy, but he's actually not being that guy. He's thinking a lot of stuff through. This is science. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is this is my hope. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he says desperately. Um, anyway, but yeah, so there you go. Hot tubs and hot tubs and subwoofers and dumpster holes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dumpster holes. Exactly. <laughs> People are like, wow, this podcast is really <laughs> taking a turn. <laughs> I know. I know. This is definitely the best podcast in Roanoke, which there- the voting for I think is is open right now. I'm not sure how long it's open. I know. Yeah, I guess <laughs> as so. we're recording it. I'm pretty sure it's open. Yeah, <laughs> on the Roanoker <laughs> on the Roanoker as ever. If you guys have listened in the past, uh, the Roanoker magazine uh, goes through and d- delivers a best of column for a variety of different categories. Uh, one of those happens to be podcast and uh, local social media presence. Um, we can put a link to it in the description down below. If you'd like to go and drop us a vote, we would very much appreciate it. Well, so here's the thing that now we have two podcasts but so it would be tremendous if we were the top two podcasts in Roanoke 
if Popcorn Culture and Through the Gryffindor were the top two podcasts. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So links to any of that in the description down below. Thank you in advance for any mm-hmm. support you're willing to send our way. But yeah. otherwise, I think we've reached a fantastic stopping point for yeah. this week's episode uh, where Jay and I are off to go buy subwoofers and hot tubs. Exactly. <laughs> um, as ever, if you have any feedback about the show that you'd like to send in, I always appreciate it. And I do read every single email. You can send those to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Otherwise, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash popcornculture. Until next time, pop, pop. Pop.